What's happening, hot stuff? Very clever dinner. Appetizing food fitting neatly into interesting round pie. It's a quiche. How do you spell? Well, you don't spell it, son. You eat it. <laughs> Everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly Podcast with Dave Juskal. That's me. How are you, everybody? The final days of October ticking away. So we get closer and closer to Halloween. And when I say closer, I mean, you know, tomorrow. And that's the end of October. That's the end of Rocktober. The end of Cocktober. Man, that went fast. Come on. You know it did. It went fast. It went fast. October goes so fast. I'm telling you. We were here on Labor Day saying, oh, my God, it, it, it just flies. It flies. It's October. It's already November. It's going to be Thanksgiving. It's going to be Christmas. My God, it goes fast. As soon as New Year's hits, God, it's slow. Well, maybe we need to slow down so we can enjoy this time of the year, right? Enjoy this time of the year. Taping on Friday, Rocktober 26th, Friday night, because Dave Juskow has nothing to do. Because he's an old man and just wants to go inside and do nothing and wait for the nor'easter that's supposed to hit on Saturday. Who cares? Ah, my God, I'll tell you something. You know, I always stop at that coffee shop next door and finally that girl was working. Well, first of all, why do a podcast on a Friday night? I don't know. I didn't know what to do. And I had something to do on Wednesday when I usually do it. I didn't feel like doing one yesterday. I thought I'd do it today. So I go home. I you know I'm not doing anything. I'm like, maybe I'll do it on Friday night. But, you know, sometimes you feel like, well, what am I doing on a Friday night for? That's so sad. But it's not sad, you know, when you're, uh, who cares? There's plenty of stuff to do. I went out this week. I, I'm good. I'm good. But the thing is, I go to the coffee. I, I was like, should I do the podcast? Should I do the podcast? Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared, but, I, but I, now I have a lot to say. I just wrote a couple things down because I'm excited about the weeks to come. So this was kind of the... The final podcast of, let's just say, the, the, the hair situation, and then we'll go back to doing some very more interesting stuff, and of course have our alone time together as well, but we've had, I mean, I think two months of alone time together, and maybe it's time to move on. However, I've gotten so many nice comments about how a, a lot more people are listening lately, I don't, I don't know why, and uh, they like it, and it makes me happy, and people really like it, and if it's, I'm doing it myself, then... Uh, Perhaps that's what I should be doing all along. What do we need guests for? What do we need guests? Right, Mrs. Pilot? You know what I'm talking about. I love to talk, and I don't know who the hell would listen to this podcast, but I love doing it. And I like telling you about me, and I like talking about stuff, and I like listening to your comments. And um, that's the thing. So I go down to the coffee shop right next door to my house where I always get coffee, and I say, all right, so obviously I've been coffeeed up. And I say, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go in. You know what? I'll go in and get the coffee. If I do the podcast or not, I'll decide when I get home because it's already like 8 o'clock at night when I get home. It's about 9.30 now in the taping. And uh, that girl is in there that really makes good coffee. And then I realized, like, because I always get a mocha. So she makes it more like a hot chocolate coffee, which is completely delicious. Whereas the guy that was in there last time, the dude, he made it horribly. I was like, oh, this is really good. I was trying to be polite, but 
It's ridiculous. That girl, I mean, she's not as sexy as the girl that used to work there, but that's all right. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm creeping her out, but I don't care. I tip her every time. That's what you're supposed to do as an old man. And um, she makes a very delicious cup of coffee. I mean, when I'm walking by, not only do I leave saying, damn, that's good. But like right now, I can't get enough of it. I'm just, And it's been like an hour. Mm, that's good coffee. Plus, I just went to the deli across the street from my house because I usually pick up like liquids for the weekend for some reason, like a couple bottles of seltzer, uh, definitely a Snapple half and half because I treat myself to that on the weekend because you can't, that's like the most caloric, sugary stuff that there is. And, um, you know, a, a Coke, like soda. Stuff I have just on the weekend that what I will not drink on the weekdays. I never have soda on the weekdays. And um, and it's a good thing I went there because they're closing up at 4 o'clock. They're usually open until 2 in the morning. And then they open at 6 in the morning. It's weird. They close for four hours. They're doing some sort of renovating. I hope they're not closing forever. I say I get all my liquids. All my liquids are from there. Plus, I lost my debit card yesterday. What is that all about? I've never lost a debit card. Maybe I've lost it once. I don't know. But how embarrassing is that for me? Uh, my friend Joe Messina said he was going to call Rachel Feinstein and tell her that I lost my car because I make fun of her all the time. In fact, I believe I did an entire monologue on the podcast last week how I could never marry Rachel Feinstein because all she does is lose stuff. Oh, my God. I think when I was at Fox News yesterday, I lost my debit card. when I was, I was going through my ID. I was running a little late, and I was going through my ID on the street, and I think I just lost it. I must have because I just slipped. I, it's so, I, you know, I keep it in a really good, secure place. I... That's not cool. So it's kind of fun. I'm without a debit card this week. I went to the bank and I took out some cash, but I just need that cash to bet at the Meadowlands. So I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know what? Isn't that the fun? Seeing if I can survive a weekend without a debit card. Come on. You know I can. I'm an adult. I'm an 18 to 55-year-old white man. I can do whatever I want in this country. Anything I want. You know, and it would have been better. It should have been better. When they, just like me in the White House, it should have been much better. I don't know what happened. This should have been my time. Now, you know, as you can see, I moved up the eighteen to fifty. Used to it's eighteen to forty-nine. I had to, I had to move the table up. I don't know what I'm going to do next year. That's going to be trouble. You know, today in the shower, I was like, "Wait, how old am I again?" I guess that's when it starts. I can't remember. Uh, I just know I'm pretty old. I don't feel old. Anyway, let me uh, let me uh, I'll just uh, I'll just tell you where we left. Well, first of all, um, uh, let, what, what did I want to play? I uh, oh yeah, I cannot get last week's song out of my head. This fucking guy is so fucking talented. This Adam Schlesinger, I cannot get this song out of my head. I know we played it last week. I just fucking love it. It's made for people my age. What do you want me to do? And it's people 20 years older than me. I don't know the lyrics, but I'm going to try and sing along anyway. Now the bass comes in. Boom. Just like me. We don't need reality. We're in our own world. We're in our own world. We're in our own world. Oh, it's totally in my head. It's such a good song. Is this guy the best? Or am I, is it just me? Are we in agreement? Like Stacy's mom. 
<laughs> he loves doing that bit. Just like we should. And you'll steam just like me. Guy, this, I'm telling you, I, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, this guy is a genius. Fountains of Wayne and all this other stuff he writes, let alone Sarah's musical. It's gonna, you know it's going to be amazing. I, You know, and again, I just can't believe he's my friend. I swear to God, I mean, this is... I'm, am I, I'm not crazy, right? This is a really good song. And, he, you know, he writes harder stuff and everything, but who cares? He just writes stuff with good melodies. That's all I'm looking for. I am a show tune guy. I want to see mel- melodies. Just like me. really don't need reality. We're in our own world. We're in our own world. I love this guy. Oh, he's so good, right? It's, it's in my head. It's in my head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, oh boy, the monkeys. We were listening to a monkey song from two years ago. And here we are from two years ago, not just 1967. Ah. It, 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 it's, it's amazing. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I am in all of this guy every day. And uh, he just writes such good songs that I really, really like. And uh, there was a point to the story. Oh, you know, first of all, I just got my car out of the garage today. So, okay, so tomorrow there's a big nor'easter coming. So they say. I don't believe it anymore. And I was going to go visit my mom and, of course, go to the track. And uh, so I got my car out of the garage on Fridays. But remember, they moved my car. Now I park at the Hilton Hotel. So technically, I don't have to get out because you can go. That street's always open. You know, the Hilton Hotel is not going to have anything where you can't get your car out of the garage. So um, I don't have to take it, but I do anyway because it's convenient to leave it at my house because, you know, it's a little far, far further away. Um, anyway, this homeless guy sprayed perfume on me, or so he said men's cologne. It is men's cologne, but I can't get the smell off my, he put it on my hand. I mean, he was very polite about it, but then I can't get the smell off me. It's driving me crazy. It's horrible. He's like, oh, the ladies are going to love you. And then I went, there was a lady working at the booth of the parking tent. I'm like, can I ask you a question? Because he's put the cologne on her, too. I'm like, ladies don't like this cologne, right? She's like, absolutely not. I'm like, all right. I just was pretty sure I wasn't crazy. This cologne is horrible. But now I can't get it off. Oh, it's horrible. I was, when I went to get the coffee, I was almost going to ask that girl, can you smell cologne on me? Because, like, you know, the thing about cologne, is, it's very important for guys to know. Um, most of the time, like even Sarah said, like, I used to have this great cologne and it was called Musk for Men by Avon. It was perfect. Because the thing is, you have to find a cologne that works with your the way you sweat or the way you don't sweat or something, you know, something like that. And this cologne was terrific, and they stopped making it. And then I could not find Because I don't know who the fuck is making these men's colognes, but they're way off. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I, it's it's retarded. There's no other word to say. Men's colognes are gross. They're disgusting. They all smell horrible. And really, just men, 
it's like uh, everything they would say on Cheers all the time about Sam Malone, you know, like just like, oh, my God, that perfume is almost as bad as he is, good as he thinks he is, whatever it is, you know what it is. So so men's cologne stinks. So I finally found one that I've been using. Uh, my friend who actually makes perfume, my friend Katie, who comes to town on business all the time because she works for a perfume company, uh, she found me one, which is perfect that everybody seems to like because Sarah always used to say, you know, I kind of prefer if a guy smells like soap, which makes sense, but not overdo it. So I use this um, product, which seems to be perfect. Still not as good as the Must for Men, which was really working for the ladies. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, th- I think that stuff was given off pheromones. I swear to God. I mean, that was that was my my heyday with that perfume. I'll, I'll give you the list. Uh, but now I use the Body Shop has a, a men spray not a sports cologne like something that more smells like soap so it's not as uh pronounced as this horrible men's cologne or whatever the hell this is that this guy put on my wrist which i can't get rid of there's a guy in my office walks around with well actually he uses oils that's weird anyway so so check it out on uh oh let me tell you a couple uh let me tell you a couple things first before we get into uh, the week's events. Uh, oh, let's uh, play the clip. They want to have a meeting with me, right? It will be me, Klusky, and Salazzo. Let's set the meeting. Get our informers to find out where it's going to be held. Now, we insist it's a public place, a bar, restaurant, someplace where there's people so I feel safe. They're going to search me when I first meet them, right? So I can't have a weapon on me then. But if Clemenza can figure a way to have a weapon planted there for me, then I'll kill them both. <laughs> hey, hey, college boy. What are you going to do? Hey. Nice college boy, huh? Hey. You want to get mixed up in the family business? Hey, now yo, you want to gun down yo, a police cap because he slapped you in the baby. face a little bit? Come on. Huh? Hey. What do you think? This is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get up close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice Cyber League suit. Come in. You're taking us very personal. Tom? Tom, this is business, and this man has taken it very, very personal. Where very does it personal. say that you can't kill a cop? Come on, Mikey. Tom, wait a minute. I'm talking about a cop that's mixed up in drugs. I'm talking about a, a, a dishonest cop. Oh, we got people on the press, A crooked cop who got mixed up in the rackets and got what was coming to him. That's a terrific story. And we have newspaper people on the payroll, don't we, Tom? Yeah. They might like a story like that. They just might. They, they might. Yeah. They just might. It's not personal, Sonny. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's not personal, Sonny. Oh. It's strictly business. Oh, it's business. Well, there it is. I mean, that's uh, the story. Actually, the only reason I played it is because uh, uh, the meeting will be set. It will be me, Solazzo, McCluskey. And you know, I like to do that before I give you the list of people on the uh, the big December 3rd Comedy Cellar Showcase. The uh, Dave Joska Christmas Spectacular. Just a little nervous because I sent it in the other day, yesterday, and then um, I said to Liz, I'm like, did you get my stuff? And she hasn't written back yet. It's just making me a tiny bit nervous. 
because, you know, my shows have been canceled before. But assuming everything is going according to plan on December 3rd, it will be me, McCluskey, Solazzo. I can't stop saying it. Uh, then, of course, you have to play the rest of the clip. You just have to, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'll kill them both. <laughs> um, oh, today I was going to my friend Joe. Like, hey, I? <laughs> That's all I wet my beak. That's from Godfather 2. I hurt my throat when I did that. Um, <clears throat> so, the lineup now for December 3rd is me, Rick Chrome. Mateo Lane, Jessica Curson, Marina Franklin. So far, I haven't mentioned a man. <laughs> I'm including myself. Marina Franklin. So we have a lot of homosexuals and, and colored people. One Jew. Uh, Adam Schlesinger. We don't know what he's doing yet, but we hope he's playing. But he has agreed to come in and do something. He's like, what am I going to do? I'm like, who cares? Who the fuck cares what you do? Just sing that monkey song. Let's do our own world. What are you talking about? Let's do High School Never Ends. Let's do that thing you do. Who gives a shit? You're the greatest. And newly added, Melissa Villasenor. Melissa Villasenor. From Saturday Night Live. Now we have a Spanish girl. What? This is a well-rounded show Melissa Villasenor um which is a very exciting get for me somebody a live cast member from uh, Saturday Night Live plus uh, she's very nice I've worked with her before and uh I don't know whether you I mean she doesn't really get that much to do on Saturday Night Live but if you haven't seen her before this is her goddamn imitation of Sarah Silverman. It's amazing. <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. Oh my God. I had this crazy dream that I was sleeping on a bed of black c- They were so throbby. 11 a.m. Try not to offend everyone. 11.30 a.m. Offend everyone. Hey, Snoop. Your transformation's complete. <laughs> 12.30 p.m. Get mustache waxed. 12.45 p.m. Order penis-shaped menorah. Yay! I pooped a big deuce this morning. And I think I tore my asshole. 4 p.m. God, she's good. She even does the music and the singing. It's unbelievable. This is a video of hers uh, called Daily Itineraries featuring Melissa Vanier. She does it with a bunch of people uh she has a Kristen Wiig and an amazing Owen Wilson imitation. She's really good. I mean, seriously, that's a really good Sarah Silverman imitation, and I don't know anyone else who does it. So it's pretty damn impressive. So she's good. So I'm looking forward to her being there, and I think we've got a quality show. I could probably add one more person who I haven't done yet, and I don't care, uh, but I'll figure it out. But that's a good deal. And um, f- we got the 200th show set. It will be at the comics table. At the Comedy Cellar, it will be me, Solazzo, McCluskey. I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm not going to stop doing it because a man in my position can't be made to look ridiculous. Now you get out of here and you tell him I ain't no band leader. Yeah, I hate that story.
So the 200th episode at the Comedy Cellar Comics Table, that will be the 200th podcast. And fitting, it shall be with my co-host, little Danny Natterman joining us. And who knows who can walk in? The sky's the limit. It could be anybody. It could be Ray Romano. It could be Chris Rock. It, well, it probably wouldn't be him. He doesn't like me very much. But it could be anyone coming and joining us at the table. And who cares whether they come or not? Little Danny Natterman is, is, is going to be my co-host that night because I'm doing it right after they do. The company said it's their podcast. I'm going to use their equipment. I'll, I'll bring my computer, but I probably won't be doing a lot of clips since, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, we may talk. I'm hoping we don't talk any politics, but if, if if no one wants to be on the show, then what am I going to do? What am I going to tell the owner of the club? Uh, no, please. Can I, I'm just going to have to edit your stuff out anyway. But that is the plan. So uh, I think we're on 197, right? So let's just see how this uh, plays out. The calendar is, this episode is 198, coming out on the 30th. Uh, next week, November 6th, my guest, in studio will be Rachel Feinstein. That's next week. And that'll be episode 199. So it works perfect. And on November 13th, the 200th episode will be the one we taped at the Comedy Cellar a few days before. So there it is. Now that is exciting stuff. Uh, in fact, after that, I can tell you actually right now, the next episode after that will be our friend David Katz. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? I was thinking um, I wasn't sure if I was going to put out an episode on November 20th, which is two days before Thanksgiving. But I think I will because I'm going to have David Katz on who uh, is doing the Carney Awards, I believe, this weekend in Los Angeles, uh, hosted by Pat Oswald. I uh, can't remember who the uh, people are, but remember how fun that was last year. These are character actors that don't usually get recognized or getting recognized. Always a good conversation for our podcast. So he'll be my guest, and then I'll have the uh, you know the, the the horrible podcast with my uh, sister and the, and the kids the the week after. Ugh, that we film on Thanksgiving. Ugh, what a horrible. I'm so sorry. Look, there's nothing I can do. About it. it has to be done. Uh, once in a while, you got to have these podcasts where people suck. We know Dory's okay. I mean, she's a weirdo because she's great on the podcast. She's bad at every other thing off the podcast. And Liza's horrible. My sister's horrible. And she's like, no, don't say that. I'm like, no, you're horrible. You're horrible. This is like that Gone Girls podcast all over again, the worst podcast of, of all time. And then after that um, would be hopefully, uh, well, I'm not sure, but then somewhere along that line, I'm going to try and get David Tell and Gilbert Gottfried back for the Hanukkah podcast. Then um, I'll tell you all about the show the week after, which would definitely be on the 11th. And then uh, we'll have our final show of the season on the 18th and take a little break. And when we come back in January, be prepared for the great Amy Heckerling. So I just gave you our complete amazing lineup for the next couple of weeks. And, uh, oh, my God, Amy Heckerling. That's, I've been waiting a long time. Uh, everybody's been texting me yesterday that they're 
remaking of doing a remake of Clueless. I don't know whether she's involved, but all of that will be answered sooner than later, especially if I invite her to the show. We can meet ahead of time. It'll be great. Hopefully that show's happening December 3rd. That's the plan. That's the plan. Everybody's in. If they cancel, it's another embarrassment for Dave Jessica. But that's not going to happen. We got to think positive. Everything's positive. It's not happening. It's not happening. I think that's Sammy Davis uh, or... Yeah, well, that, that is Sammy Davis on uh, I Dream a Genie. Ooh. I bet you I can find that clip. I can't believe I just thought of that and then I remembered where it was from because that's rare. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Tall and tan and young and lovely The girl from Ipanine goes walking And when she passes, each time she passes I go, ah When she walks, it's like a samba That sways so cool and thinks so gentle That when she passes, each time she passes I go, ah But I watch her so gladly can I tell her I love her? <laughs> Gee, I would give my heart gladly. But each day when she walks to the sea, she looks straight ahead, not at me. Tall and tan and young and lovely, a girl from Ipanim goes walking. And when she passes, I smile, but she doesn't see. She ain't looking at me. She ain't looking at me. She ain't looking at me. It's not me that she will ever see. See. Well, they ate the monkeys, but it'll have to do. Oh. <laughs> hey, John and Michael, why don't you go get some coffee in the kitchen? And George, I know it took a long time, but you see, practice makes perfect. <laughs> oh, look, Sam. Yeah. You will try to get a little sleep before the show tonight, won't you? Sure, I'll take a nap. Don't worry about it. And you go in the kitchen and eat because you need it. Oh, they don't have the scene. I think it's before that, and it just goes, it's not happening, it's not happening, and then he tries it again. Let's try it again. And then, like, Major Nelson is here. The astronaut? Still, though, I could listen to that a hundred times. That one and that old black magic. What a performance of that one. Great pleasure and definite pride to introduce to you all here at Cape Kennedy, one of America's greatest... Because inter- remember, Jeannie split him into two, so he was playing two performances at the same time, one at Cape Kennedy and one at the Copacabana. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Oh, that old black, black magic, magic has me in its spell. That old, that old black, black magic, magic that you weave so, so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. That same old witchcraft when your eyes be mine. Same old tingle that I feel inside. Then that elevator starts its, its ride. Down and down and down again. Round and round and round and round and round and Flame with such a burning desire. You're a dirty robber. Oh, black magic call. Who 
Hoo-ha, stay in the car. Oh, black magic car. You four men go that way, I'll take the buckboard in the town. What a performance. It's like you do the work of two men up there. Oh, my God. That, you know, I'll tell you something. You want to watch that. You watch it. Say, I, dream, uh, I Dream of Genie, Sammy Davis Jr., that old black magic. And then you'll understand when people were like, when they talk, like even in Goodfellas, when they're talking about Sammy Davis and they're talking. No, I'm just saying I could see how a white girl would date a black guy. Like, it was like what are you talking about? Sometimes, you know, you say stuff and it sounds real. I, um, I mean, it's, if you want to, you know, if you don't understand what made Sammy so great, just watch that. I know it's a, it's a TV show, but thank God he went on it. So you can, so there is a preserved tape of this guy putting his complete all into a stupid television show that most people would say this is stupid, but he is the real deal. And there's always a story about him saying, now I know there's only about five of you at the performance tonight, but I'm going to give you a show of a lifetime. And the guy put 100% into everything and it completely shows in that stupid show it's really terrific i don't remember why we brought it up but i i I just um (laughs) i don't remember where we left off i'm gonna have to go back and listen to the podcast so i can figure it out baby that all black magic where did how did we get it oh i remember it's not happening it's not happening i have no idea what i was talking about i got completely distracted over sammy davis jr what's the matter with me can i can i can i just ask you you know what's the matter with me uh, no, we were just talking about the lineup at the show. Because I, how much would I love to do that old black magic at the show? And and how much would most of the people sitting there go like, I thought this was going to be a comedy. I'd like my money back, please. What am I, Louis C.K.? You going to walk out on me? You sons of bitch. Can you believe Sarah's getting all that flack because Louis masturbated in front of her? Well, I've known that for years. Couldn't have cared less. Now she's getting so much flack, especially from that girl that complained. What an asshole. I don't, am I wrong? I don't know. Don't give Sarah that much flack. Who gives a shit? Sarah should be over. I mean, now she's had to apologize. She was 19 years old, and Louis, and and this was that they were freaks. That's what she says. They we we all were. God, there was one time. Can I even say this? I slept with Sarah's roommate. I'll just say roommate because it could have been somebody closer to her family. I don't remember, but I let's say her roommate. Because I slept with her too, for sure. And Sarah goes to me. She goes, because we had never had sex before. And, and she goes, I am very excited to hear about how you come. I want to know what your face looks like when you come. This is this is the kind of freak she was when she, I mean, she's probably still that way. That's what makes Sarah Sarah. This is the way she was when she was 19, 20, 21. She was fun. She was a fun girl. And now you're all yelling at her. What the, f- I mean, not, you know, not my people. People listen to this. nice people that listen to this podcast understand. People make mistakes. Louie, give him a goddamn pass, please. My God. I mean, really, they're treating him like he's Harvey Weinstein or really OJ. Maybe I wouldn't put it. Did you did you hear that they they didn't invite Kurt Schilling to have the first pitch ceremony for it was like the 10 year anniversary when they won the World Series and they didn't invite Kurt Schilling because, you know, he has said some controversial stuff. That's that drives me insane. Uh, it's so rude. If it was not for Kurt Schilling, the Red Sox wouldn't be winners of multiple World Series. He single-handedly broke 
the curse. Kurt Schilling is the shit. Now, sometimes he says stuff like Catholic stuff and weird stuff. He's probably anti-Semitic. I don't give a shit. I'm just honoring his baseball career. You know, as long as he doesn't say I hate Jews, you know, he doesn't come out and say it. If he goes roundabout, we we all know how people feel about the Jews. But he has other statements, and he just, you know, he's just, uh, he, you know, he says some crazy stuff. He's insane. But you goddamn bastards, this guy comes in. You haven't won a World Series in 100 years. This guy comes in after winning one against the Yankees with the Diamondbacks. He's already won one. And he goes, you know what I want to do? I want to go help the Red Sox win a World Series now. Fuck all of you. That's what I'm planning to do. And he joins the Red Sox. He doesn't only help them. He does it. And he almost does it single-handedly. And if you don't think that bloody sock, when he's on the mound playing his heart out, is something, well, it is something. So here's a guy that says, I'm coming to the Red Sox to help them break the curse and win the World Series. And then they don't celebrate this guy. What do you do? What do you say? He likes Trump? Are you kidding? I don't understand. He's sitting in the stands like a moron. They treat him like a bag of crap. Unless he's got some sort of problem with the owner or something, unacceptable. This is the guy that did it for you. This is why if you lose this World Series, who cares? No one cares. Hey, you win another one. I, I want you to win. I want you to win multiple so you're up there with the Yankees. So there's just not so they can't keep saying 27, 25, because you know how I feel with the Yankees. I want the Red Sox to just keep winning World Series. Just keep beating the Yankees. And then when it gets to too much, I'll be mad at them and I'll go back to something else. Probably not the Yankees. I've told you already how I feel about this. It's mostly the fans drive me crazy. So you just keep winning. But the fact of the matter is, it's because of Kurt Schilling that if you don't win, eh, what are you going to do? And if you win, hey, good for you. It's not like when the Cubs won or when the Red Sox first won. Or if the Indians win again at some point, now it's like, ah, hey, Red Sox in the World Series again. Hey, hey, that's thanks to Kurt Schilling. Thank you. Where was I? Now, Friday night, last Friday, I finally went out because I got the staples out of my goddamn head. And I finally went out like a person. What I usually do Friday, go to that bar downtown on 3rd Street. Hung out till about 5 in the morning, you know. But I was messed up again. This girl came down and met me at two o'clock with uh, you know, some sort of other kind of drugs or something, ah, you know, whatever. And uh, I was like, ah. and she goes, what do you want to do now? And I'm like, now it's four in the morning. I mean, sometimes I'm up for that, but I was already a mess. I'd lost my voice already. I think they had it with me at the bar. Uh, and then I woke up, you know, I went to bed around five thirty, six o'clock, woke up at nine, went to the Meadowlands. It was a beautiful day, unlike tomorrow. Well, I'm not counting on the weather reports. Screw them. They don't know nothing. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and then, you know, the Fiori's Pizza. Um, I know my uh, pal Gabriel Noel, uh, Noel, right? I think, uh, I know you say I pronounce it wrong sometimes. Uh, always, when he is planning on coming to New York. He sometimes he goes, oh, I want to go to some of those places you mentioned. So Fiori's Pizza 
one of those places on Bleecker Street that I always talk about, which I think is the best pizza. And it's one of those things like when Rachel and I, she was having on her birthday, went there, she's having a tough day. I'm eating the pizza and I'm like, can I just stop you guys for a second? This pizza is unbelievable. Sometimes I forget how delicious it is. Again, pizza is a personal thing like chicken wing. You know, maybe you don't like this type of pizza. I like this type of pizza. It's delicious. So every year he has a, a celebration around October to uh, give tribute to the guy that is named after who lost his life in September 11th. I, you know, we all wear the shirts that I got. Uh, Mike Fiore. And he gives out free pizza, free booze. There's a, just a case of, you know, canned beer. It's a great day. So I always go down there. So right from the Meadowlands, things starts at 2. I'm like, I got to kill time. I definitely don't want to go home, although I'll never go out again. So I park my car in the village. I'm just walking around. And then I remember the doctor said, it, it's on that list of chart, I can get a haircut now. And then the staples are removed. And I remembered that my barber, the one I got mad at because he left the place that I usually go to right by my house, said he opened a new place with his brother in Soho. So I gave him a text, and I was like, hey, are you around today? And he goes, yeah. So I went to him, and I got a haircut. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I got to tell you the funniest thing, though. So that was Saturday. So I think on Wednesday, I ran into one of the other barbers, and he goes, Dave, Dave, hey, I had the thing go. I had the thing because I saw them just before I got the hair stuff. And he goes, well, who's cutting your hair? And I'm like, yeah. I, uh, well, Joey did it, you know, down th- and then he got and then he kind of got angry, just like in that Seinfeld episode. No, it's a real thing. Remember that Seinfeld episode with that guy where he found out the, the, where the the son was better than the father cutting the hair and they had to sneak around. This was what happened. I don't maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I feel horrible, but I love that guy, Joey. He knows how to cut a bald guy's hair. Now, once I get hair, I don't need to go to him anymore. Right. Well, you know, but it was perfect. I was like, oh, this will kill plenty of time. I'll look good. I'll, everything, well, not, I mean, I am so bold because uh, somebody told me yesterday the reason why I'm balder than ever now, I think, is because your regular hair falls out, your regular hair before any of this nonsense, from the trauma of having holes poked in your head. So you, it's just going to get worse before it gets better which I really am finding hilarious. But uh, let me, I'll tell you what, I'm, but I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, I'll tell you right now. Let's just go for the hair thing and then we'll get to the other stuff. So I get the haircut, right? Everything's fine. On Monday morning, I say, now I'm going to color my hair, which I usually do once a month, but I haven't been able to. You know, I had to color it. So it's been seven, eight weeks maybe where I haven't colored my hair because I couldn't. And they say, now you can color your hair again. They have a list of when you can do stuff. Now, the way I color my hair is with the, the Just for Men, and the shampoo, and then I put the pulsating thing on the shower head, you know, so it really takes out the, the dyes or whatever, you know, make sure that it's all gone. So that is exactly what I did. Well, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, that pulsating thing was probably the wrong thing to do. My head was not ready. And when I got out of the shower, I was I was bleeding. And this is kind of gross. I was bleeding. There were like all these marks that I was bleeding. My head was red. I had to wear that goddamn hat again to work. It was so gross. And I'm like, I don't think that was right. Now, I don't think it's the color of the dye. I think it was the pounding on the thing. That maybe it was just I was a little too 
what would you say, devil may care attitude about the hair, which wasn't ready. Maybe that's uh, something you do at six months with the pulsating jets on the, you know, very delicate head. So I had to call the doctor and say, I'm not sure if this is right. You know, all day I'm like, should I call? Should I call? And I'm like, you know, I think I will send him a picture. And, and this is the worst thing you can hear from a doctor. This is a very lackadaisical doctor. And the worst thing he goes, huh? <laughs> that is not what you want to hear from it. Let's go back to Seinfeld again. No, no, you're supposed to say, what are you talking about? Not like, huh? <laughs> oh, so I came in the next day. He said, I think you have like a, what is it? Like a rash or something. I'll give you an antibiotic and some cream you have to put on. Oh, I forgot to put that on. Uh, you got to put on three times a day an antibiotic. It's so much better already, but it's still like, you know, I still got to put the stuff on. I guess I have some sort of rash or something, or I did something. Maybe it is the color. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, oh, gross. I mean, I was just like, you know, I was already so uptight about the way it looked anyway. And so to be red again and just have these like, you know, like bumps in my head that look like pimples, but they're red because they're scabs. I was like, oh, great. Yes, let me just feel more insecure than I already do about my hair. Oh, perfect. Oh, could we add anything else on? I mean, is there anything else we can add on? To this what's that from what's that from what a, can we pile oh maybe one more thing I, oh, what is that damn it i'll remember later uh so yeah so it's much better today and hopefully it'll be much better next week but oh my god wearing that stupid hat again i'm like you gotta be kidding me is this thing ever gonna end you know it's just so bald it's like i better be careful taking pictures of it. people are gonna be like wait a minute I know I've told you guys everything. I'm just saying, you know, if somebody doesn't know or listen to the podcast, they're going to be, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey. Anyway, I go to Fiori's and I start drinking again. It's only been like five hours since I was asleep. And then I start drinking again. So cans of beer. You know, I love the cans of beer. You have a couple cans of beer, you know. Had that pizza. He made me some wings. It was delicious. Memo was there with his kid who I like. And, you know, I totally got into gambling. So I bought her some uh, scratch-offs. And then she's like, do you have any more? And I'm like, I knew you were going to say that. I do. I'm saving it for just before I leave. Ha! And then I was like, damn it. <laughs> you got her addicted. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can turn anybody. But I promise you, I'll take her to the Meadowlands and she'll forget about it all. I'll take her to meet some of those people and then she'll be like, oh, daddy, I, I don't think I want to be a gambler when I grow up. But I'll tell you that Fiori's is all right. Good times, good times, pizza, good people, made a girl cry. It's always a pleasure. I'm really good at that because her mother died. Again, it's like the Larry, De her mother died. And so I'm like, wait, you didn't tell us your mother died? Why wouldn't you tell us your mother died? And then she starts to cry. And I'm like, the fuck is that? We went to your dad's funeral. Why wouldn't you tell us your mother died? She's like, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I started yelling at her because I didn't tell her your mother died. But I. You know, that I, I stop, but then Irene always makes everything worse because she thinks Irene Bremis thinks she can read the situation. She can't read the situation. These the word just like with her stupid locket or whatever, that pendulum. She has no shit. I mean, I still love her to death. Anyway, we won that Staten Island. Speaking of Irene, we won that Staten Island pool again. The Monday night box pool that's three hundred a box. Me and Joe and Caitlin were in. We're up twelve hundred dollars for that, but we can we keep winning every week. It's unbelievable. I got to somehow pick up that money, but, you know, when am I in Staten Island except for weddings? Am I right? Oh, 
Oh, oh. Staten Island, come on. Hey, oh, oh, oh. Anyway, after that, I'll tell you something. It was Saturday night. Well, it was about 6 o'clock. And they go, what are you doing now? I'm like, oh, I'm going home. I couldn't wait to go. I was so excited that, you know, I'd done pretty good. Oh, so then I had to take my car back to the parking garage. It's like 5 or 6 o'clock on a Saturday night. I'm downtown. What is the parking garage? Maybe a mile away. It took me like 40 minutes to get there. It's so hard to get around this dumb city on a Saturday night. Um. I was following, I had to get the Waze app to figure out a good way around. I park the car, I walk home, I go immediately to bed, take a nap, wake up about 11.30, eat something for some reason, just eat because it's fun to order food late at night. Uh, it wasn't a good plan. I ordered a cheeseburger from a diner, uh, which everybody's like, oh, that sounds delicious. I'm like, yeah, but I, I think I ordered it incorrectly. And some Jello. Yeah, I was up for a while, and then Sunday, you know, I just stayed in, so... The funny thing is, well, I'm, you'll let me know if it's funny. It's really not funny at all. So so le- Sunday I stayed in. I got very depressed. I didn't lose any money. I won. But I still depressed. You know, dep- you know, I went out to get a cup of coffee, and then I'm just in. I'm just in. Uh, so when I get up on, like, Tuesday, I'm thinking to myself, I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm like, um, I, I, I got I got this this Sunday routine. It's not working. I can't do this until the end of December. I've got to either go visit my mother on that day or whatever. I got to get out of the house on Sunday. I can't do this every Sunday. It, it's it's not right. So so Rachel Feinstein has a place in on the Upper West Side in the 80s that she's finally going to move out. It's just somebody's subletting it now, but she's finally going to get rid of it because, you know, her and her husband are living in Brooklyn somewhere, and they want to get a place in Manhattan themselves, so she's finally getting rid of it. And uh, she wants help moving. You know, they need my van. She wants help moving. She might have lent me some money for gambling purposes. She's like, well, here, if you do this, something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember that lends me money for gambling. I can't. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, maybe you can help me on Sunday. I'm like, Sunday? What are you kidding no, 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 I just watched. This is the perfect opportunity to get out of the house. And I'm like, gee, I don't know. I usually watch football on Sunday. I, it's so funny. I'm like, there's got to be a way to get out of the house. I, so I wish somebody would call and get me out. Of course, it's moving, so it's not as fun. And I'm like, well, I think uh, there's a tailgate that day. And there is. There's a, a Washington tailgate. But they said the weather was going to be. So I called Lee on Tuesday. So are we doing the tailgate? Because then I would totally do the tailgate. Uh, he's like, no, it's supposed to be better weather. And I don't want to do it. And blah, blah, blah. And today, you know, being Friday, he calls me. He goes, hey, I think we're going to do the tailgate. I'm like, you're a bag of shit. And this is my best pal. I was so angry at him because I just, five minutes, I said, okay, Sunday's good. I'm in for Sunday. Sunday, me, Memo, and our friend Drew, we're going to do puppet picks at Sesame Street at 1130. They have to be gone by 1230, and then I will move Rachel. I got a Sunday all planned out, so I will not be in the house staring at football for hours, even though I do love it. I'm going to live with it because I got to get out of the house. It is important for my health, for my attitude, for my head. So this is all really a good plan. But it's funny now. I was like, geez, I don't know. Sunday. I mean, that's the way, that's my mentality. I can't go out Sunday. I got to watch. What am I going to watch? What am I watching? All I do is make the bets. I mean, listen, 
from 3.30 to 4.15, I mean, that is the best time to watch the Red Zone channel, but that's really all you need to be home for, and I can watch it on my phone, I think. But who cares? I got to not worry. We got to move on. That's what I'm doing on Sunday. We got to film more puppet picks, you know. It's very important. Because puppet picks, meanwhile, not even thinking about the picks, we're 9-0 our last three uh, selections. It's unbelievable. I don't know why we're doing so good. And we film them sometimes two or three weeks in advance. That's even more amazing. But uh, that's the story. With Sunday, you know, the nonsense, the depression, all that stuff. Monday, of course, I was supposed to have wings, but I had to stay late at work. And, eh, you know, I'm trying to do that Monday through Thursday, no carbs, even though the wings aren't carbs, the beer is. But I didn't have any beer, so I went home and I just ordered food and I was home early and I was pretty happy about it because I thought I was finally going to get out early and do something. I, I don't know. I like getting home early now instead of late from the wings. I guess because I have a different job. Now. I don't know. But I didn't have them. I, I just ordered them when I got home. Of course, it's Monday. I have to have wings during football season, but I didn't, I didn't uh, go to the place. And since the Giants were playing, my friend Chris Murphy didn't care. He just wanted to watch the Giants game. I'm like, you do? For what purpose? They stink. And boy, do they ever. You know things are bad when people are talking about the Jets. I mean, if the Jets win against the Bears, I mean, obviously this comes out Tuesday after. I mean, that'd be something else. Uh, then people will be talking, well, the Jets, the Giants stink. Blah, blah, blah. So on on Wednesday... Little Adam Schlesinger invited me to the Standard Hotel rooftop. He said there's going to be a pop-up piano karaoke thing at the rooftop of the Standard Hotel. Now, I don't know if those of you who don't live in New York City, if you look up the Standard Hotel, it's quite the shit. Uh, it's down in the what used to be called the Meatpacking District. It's very tall. It's got amazing views. The rooftop's ridiculous because you can see you know, the end of Manhattan, the Freedom Tower and all the nonsense and then Brooklyn. And then, of course, you look to the right and you can see Hoboken. I mean, views are spectacular. Right at the beginning of the High Line, Standard Hotel. It's a big deal. I'm pretty sure that was the hotel where everybody could see each other having sex because the windows are like wide open or stuff. So I bought a friend from work and she, a 23-year-old uh, friend from work, a girl from work, which is why I was playing the donger thing up front. I was thinking when I was walking in, what if I was going to these bars after I was thinking about that girl he goes out with, like, um, I run the 44 in, in flat. Flat? I've never been with a boy before. Neither have I. Uh, when she, when they slam the door and she walks into the party being like, yeah, I'm going into a party with a boy on my arm. That's the way sometimes I was thinking walking into the, yeah, but this, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What's happening, everybody? Even though clearly everybody's saying like, oh, I'm so glad he bought his daughter. But uh, still, this girl's uh, very nice. Her name is Caitlin also, and she's a um, pleasure to be around. So we go out drinking first to a bar because she's having a bad day at work, right? And we drink, and I just like three black and tans. I keep, I keep getting fucked up. Um, and then we go to the party. So I'm already a little wasted. Meanwhile, that party, you know, it's it's not like an open bar or anything, I got a vodka soda. 
And see, when you go backwards, I like to end the night with beer. So if I start with beer, I'd prefer to keep with beer, but it would be awkward to order a beer there because it's so fancy fancy. Um, I ordered a vodka soda and she ordered a martini, $40. Ooh, I think we only had one drink there. Couldn't afford anything else. Um, so we saw Adam. And I thought it was his, and it was his birthday, too. It's his birthday. Like Halloween, I think. Uh, I didn't realize that. So, but it was just a karaoke. Th- I thought he was playing, but it was just a karaoke thing, and uh, you, I could have gotten him a sing. But my voice is already shot. Once I start drinking, I can't do any singing. Uh, and he sang. Uh, we were just talking, and then we heard him singing. So we walked over, and he sang a really good karaoke song that also includes the audience. And I forgot about now the girl I was with. She'd never heard the song in her life. And uh, you know, I told you last time. I never tell a 23-year-old, what? How could you, you know, because I was like that. And why are they expected to know a random song like this? We know the song really well. But why should she know? It's not a Beatles song. It's not something that's in the mainstream. But it's a classic. And it is a good karaoke song because you don't really need to have the pipes to do it. out he puts the mic out to the crowd it's a smart move everybody's into it now she's married now or engaged or something so i'm told is she really going out with him is she really gonna take him home tonight is she really going out with him my eyes don't deceive me there's something going wrong around here I just I added that in, I guess. Well, you know me. But I like the way he talks. Tonight's the night when I go to the So it's good for a person that doesn't sing very well. I wash my hair and I kid myself I look real smooth. Look over there. Where? Here comes Jeannie with her new boyfriend. <laughs> so you can sing it either any way you want. say the looks don't count for much, you so there goes your proof. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Lives don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. Here and then the bridge, but, but it looks good. Kill, there's a man there who's more dead is dead. Cause I've had my fill. Less of you take your hands from her head. I get so mean around this.
nights the night go down my street. It's a good karaoke song. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Eyes don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. Around here. Something going wrong around here. Something going wrong around here. Here goes the stops, right? Something going wrong around here. Oh, damn it, I missed it. Something going wrong around. Nice. What a great song, right? We forgot about that one sometimes, but you don't. But you do. I should sing that at the Christmas one. It's a real good song for me. We can make fun. Maybe I could change the lyrics. I'm trying to think what to, but I, I, I can't think of a goddamn thing. Is she really celebrating Hanukkah? Is she really going out with that Jew on the first night of a Hanukkah too? Is she really going to date that Jew if my eyes don't deceive me? There's something going wrong around here. Around here. So... <laughs> Something going wrong around. Uh. Oh, so that I'm telling you, this guy knows how to show everybody a good time. He even knows how to pick a good karaoke song. Or am I crazy? Ah, you're crazy anyway. <coughs> Sorry. Where's my cough button? This is supposed to be a professional operation. Uh that was super fun. Then I left with that girl. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> no. Uh, I left with that girl, and then she's like, oh, let's go out more drinking, you know, because that's what you get. I was ready to go home. Uh, and we went to this place called Kettle of Fish, which I really didn't want to. I wanted to go to a place that I know, but she was like, I want to play darts. And I'm like, but it's a Wednesday. Or was it Tuesday? No, it was a Wednesday, because I usually do the podcast. Right, right. I was like, well, I usually do my podcast. So... Yeah, I just, I really was ready to go home, uh, even though it was early. Uh, but we went to a place and we played darts. You know what? Because because I'm a team player. Uh, so we went to the place, then she just started ordering us rum and cokes, which she paid for. I'm telling you, she's okay. There are 23-year-olds or there are 23. There is the 23 that is, which I could totally have on this podcast because there's a girl also at my office, 23, wants to come on. But if you think... If you think uh, the Gone Girls were annoying, or so, oh boy, would you guys be mad at me if I had this girl? But the other girl, I was going to have her on anyway because she's cool. There's different kinds of 23s. So don't make fun of me. You can make fun of me anyway. If I wasn't, whatever. But we all know there's different kinds of, it goes by, it's an individual case by case basis. And this girl's very nice. She paid for all the drinks. She ordered a bunch of Roman Cokes. For herself, most I had one. I certainly was not ready for a rum and coke at that hour. That's where I wind down to beer. But I just did whatever she said. And she was paying for that, which is good. And then we played darts. But then it got annoying because she kept sitting down and was doing something on Snapchat because that's when I keep forgetting. Oh, right. She's 23. But whatever. It was still a pretty good time. And then she, I think she wanted to go out more. And I'm like, no, nah, I think I'm done. I'm done. It's a weeknight. Trying to be more responsible. And I, I was like home by 1230. So I was thrilled. I was really drunk. 
but I was home by 12.30, not 4.30. And I couldn't have been happier. Doing that 4.30 and getting home, you know, and then going to work the next day is, I can still do it, and I've done it before, and I've told you guys about it, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to dance. Well, Andy, I told you, I'm going to take Thelma Lou to the dance. And Aunt B and I are going to, well, no, wait a minute. Jack, Janet, Chrissy, I, it's my Don Knotts invitation. What do you think? Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? Ah, tonight. So that was a super fun night, though. You got to admit. I mean, it's great. Adam's so cool. I don't know what we're going to do on the Christmas show. But I know it's going to be good. This is There's an old Little Rascals uh, that I remember as a kid where, and it's so funny because my brother-in-law completely knows it too. He says it all the time. They're living in an orphanage or something, and the people are evil there except for this one old man. He goes, you'll be sorry when I get my back pension. We talk about it all the time. Matt always says it all the time. You'll be sorry when I get my back pension. And uh, every day the children eat mush. And so when he finally gets his back pension and he decides he's going to spring for all these orphan kids, including Spanky, because I think it was a very early on episode, he goes, now, kids, I don't know what's in here because it was one of those covering, you know, you lift it up when you're rich. Voila. He's like, "Now, now, children, I don't know what's in here. But I know it's going to be good. And they all open their plates and it's all mush. And he goes, what the hell is this? And they goes, but the children, they all eat mush. And then, of course, they throw the mush in the guy's faces. I don't know why that's so. I wonder if that's on YouTube. Should I see if I should find it? Should I take a look? Let's take a look. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, they're all eating. They're getting mush. Gee, I hate mush. I'm fed up in mush. Ain't you, Spanky? You said a mouthful. Hold that down. All right, right here. I'm going to get to the ending. This is what he, he's got his back pension now. He's brought all the kids animals and he's parting with his children. Which... And I ordered that, didn't I? Oui, monsieur, but... That, well, bring that and bring plenty of it. Oui, monsieur. Pierre, Gaston. Hold oh, on, get your seat. Get your seat. Oh, we are going to have some dinner. What a difference between this and that old school, eh? Here, see that they're all served. Now, children, I don't know what this is, but I know it's going to be good. Now, get ready. One, two, three. Hey, waiter. What is this? Porage. Mush. All the children have mush. Yeah, he just got it in his face. I can't believe I found that clip. Oh, my God. Is that not the funny? I can, can you believe I found that? Is Are we not living in the greatest age of all time? I, 
I mean, how much? How funny is it? I remember that. I did not have that clip ready when I got here. I remember the lines word for goddamn word as you saw that when I got right. Children, I don't know what's in here, but I know it's going to be good. And there it is. And that's from that's way before I was born. That's from the 1930s. And they used to air it all the time until that complete douchebag. Think about this. Until that complete piece of shit, two-faced douchebag, Bill Cosby, took it off the air because he thought it was racist. And I don't know whether we've talked about this before. The funny thing about that show and when they used to air these on Channel 11 when we were kids is that the one thing I got from that show is that there were black kids in it and they were treated just like the white kids, just like everyone else. Besides one or two episodes, which I could see being racist, most of it was teaching me there's black kids that are completely normal. I know that sounds horrible the way I'm putting it, but you know what I'm saying. That's what the little rascals told me. You can be friends with black people too. And Bill Cosby took it away and said it was racist. And it never changed my view on how I felt about the kids in that show all getting along. What an asshole. And now we know he's a complete douchebag and he was his views were skewed and skewered and stupid and he's a piece of of living shit and now he will rot in jail until the day he dies and thank goodness because he's worse than everyone we've mentioned today he is 10 times worse than harvey weinstein and certainly a million times worse than louis ck bill cosby is a two-faced piece of shit harvey weinstein at least was saying hey either you sleep with me or you don't get the part at least he was being honest If you sleep with me, I'll put you in the movies. Bill Cosby was drugging and raping girls. Louis was saying, hey, I'm going to masturbate in front of you. Would you like to watch? Bill Cosby, America's dad, is a bag of shit. Well, we know that now. But but the thing with the little rascals thing reminded me, and I wonder if I could find that too. You know what? I'm just going to take a look because I want you to enjoy this with me. Um... Oh, I found it. This, this is, I'm telling you, this is amazing. Okay, so one of my favorite, um, uh, one of my favorite, uh, I'm just trying to see if um, if there's another, and so I'm just going to let it play. I haven't heard it yet. One of my favorite comedians growing up, one of the reasons maybe I wanted to be one was Robert Klein. Now, he's bad now, but in his day, it was very interesting uh, if you don't know him, he it, it's very interesting. He was almost I think he was like the second host of Saturday Night Live, the second host. Like after there was him, there was George Carlin, and I think it was him, or maybe it was whatever he was. He was early, early on, and his episode where he's hosting is quite fascinating. We've talked about it on the show before. Uh, I don't know whether it was the first episode. One time he was on, he was doing some very edgy Jewish material which, you know, back then people just were not doing. And that's what kind of made him a star. He was also a musical guy. Uh, you know, he was a good singer, and he was on Broadway a couple times. And he would do a lot of musical stuff, so it was good. But he had a routine about the Little Rascals, which was really great. And I actually got to see him live and meet him a couple times, which was very exciting. But uh, 
Let's see if uh, he has this here. It's really great. Um, there are certain shows that I'm not certain are so fabulous for children that aren't children. Our gang comedies. I mean, uh, you look at them from 1932, and I think more adults watch them. Um, they've been alternately called racist and, and uh, uh, ridiculous and exploitive of children. I don't think any of those things are true, but they always did have bad soundtracks. <laughs> Hal Roach evidently owned four soundtracks, four songs, and used them all. And they break in, surprisingly, in the middle of a phrase. Now, they had children who were anywhere from embryo to 12 years old. <laughs> had the only working embryo in Hollywood. Kid was trained to the fetus, never forgot his lines because he had none. Actually, they used children. <laughs> so they had one line of dialogue to every half hour of music. They may as well have been silent. <laughs> Open five kids sitting on a stoop. <laughs> I don't feel like going to school today. Me neither. How about you, chubby? Little Hal Roach joke, a child with glandular problems. <laughs> 14 years old, you know, he's weighed about 850 pounds. <laughs> Tragically died when he was 15. Quite predictably, his heart went, sorry, chubby. <laughs> I'm hungry. How about you, Stymie? Adorable little black kid with a tasteful derby. <laughs> Who was always scared of everything. I'm too scared. Let's play hooky. They go fishing or whatever else. They decide to fool the teacher, Miss Crabtree by feigning measles, that old gag you all tried, you know. <laughs> they take a strainer and speck black paint through the strainer in the face, all except Stymie, who in a triumph of good taste, spats white paint through his strainer, <laughs> setting back racial relations 50 to 60 years. <laughs> they go to school, and the teacher sees them, and of course she did get a teaching license, recognizes finger paint when she sees it, touches their freckle, comes off in her hand. She takes a knowing take, where she discovers she knows what they're really faking. They have the camera in her for about an hour for this take. <laughs> <laughs> they play hooky and they're having a wonderful time. They come in, guess what they missed? They didn't miss calculus. Ice cream! <laughs> They come in and they just cry because they missed ice cream. Look at the demented value system here. You know, and, uh, and they decided to go, we'll never play hooky again. 
Dan, 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 right into a toy ad. Johnny Lightning, Johnny Thunder, tell your mother if she loves you. You know. <laughs> Batteries not included. Dan, 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 dan. A racket jacket, Junior. A bing, bing. You know, uh, that's, it's funny, I don't know what that was from, where it was just a strained audience, it was from some TV show, there's, maybe there's a better first, but I mean, how great is that, that there, there was the bit, I remember it, because it was so, because we just played it, and there was all that music, but sir, all the children eat mush, I mean, he's completely right, and it's such a, I know it's ridiculous, but it's a very gutsy thing to do on tv just do it with the music and he just keeps going for it and stuff you i don't think you could pull that off today although quite frankly i did see uh our friend gary goldman do something very gutsy on conan once where he did an entire uh, thing about him and his girlfriend uh dressing like uh, you know if you're gonna go on tv and i've done this once before which kind of made my reputation and you're gonna do a one joke seven minute set it takes a lot of balls uh, because you know what everybody wants. They want David Tell and they want joke, 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 joke. So that's a lot of guts to do something like that. Maybe not so much back then for sure now, but uh, I love that. And it's so funny because he was talking about the racial stuff while Bill, why Bill Cosby took it off. When he says it like that, actually, it makes a lot of sense. I'd forgotten about that and I completely remember that episode too. Miss Crabtree was way hot, you know, for the 30s. And... Uh, He's right. I guess that was racist in that sense. But what he was forgetting was that the fact that Stymie and, and, and well, I guess it was. You know what? Maybe I'm pulling a who's this uh, Megan Kelly that I have. I'm sitting here going. I don't think there's anything wrong with being in blackface. I can't believe they pulled her off the air for that. It's so ridiculous. Uh, I, I get it, but they clearly just wanted her off the air at NBC. Just like, I don't know, we used to dress up with, if it's a character, I guess that's racist. I, you know, if you're dressing up like Diana Ross when you were a kid and nobody knew any better, how are we supposed to know? Nowadays we know better. Don't put on blackface if you're white. But I mean, it's weird, you know, somebody like me who's old, I mean, it's way before I was born, but I mean, it's so, you know, those minstrel shows they used to do and you see Al Jolson and you're like, that seems okay. I mean, you know, we're sitting there watching in the 70s, not thinking anything of it. And then Ted Danson uh, does that because he's dating Whoopi Goldberg for God knows what reason. And, and then it changes everything, if you remember that. And then we know. So I suppose Megan Kelly should have known better, but uh, she's so hot. Who cares? God, is she sexy. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess the little wrestlers in that sense, putting the white paint on, it certainly seems funny now. I mean, and then I guess nobody cared, but. To me, watching the white kids and the black kids play together was the most important aspect, which I guess was forgotten when you're, you know, the way Robert Klein was explaining it, like he was afraid of everything, just like those movies in the 30s. Feet don't fail me now. So I don't know. But uh, God, I love that. I love that bit. That's when Robert Klein was really funny. He is so not anymore. But he's an old man. He's playing... um, I think he plays Grace's father on Will and Grace now. Uh, and he's dating Will's mother, who's played by Gwyneth Paltrow's mother, who, of course, was in 1776, the greatest musical of all time.
that's just something I thought I would share because it's a, you know, we're having a delightful time. So, uh, I think what was I even talking about yesterday, which was uh, oh yeah, yeah. So yesterday I did uh, the Tom Shalou Fox News, um, which was really fun. But I was so again worried about my hair because they always you know they put me with a hot girl. I mean, I asked them. You know, there's always a hot Fox News girl in there. It's so great. They're so pretty. And this one, whoever this one was, uh, was a liberal. I didn't even know they had those there. So uh, so then Anthony Scaramucci walks in, and he was so cool and nice. And I know all my friends just uh, are like, are you kidding? You know, I, I put pictures of him out today to make everybody angry. But he was very friendly and very nice. He looked good. And he, he couldn't have been lovely. And then Tom Shalou said the greatest thing of all, so uh, any of you listening or just like, oh, here he goes into this again or whatever, uh, I am, he's like, you are an amazing person that you are friends with Sarah Silverman and Ann Coulter. And I guess there it is. Because that's the way we need to be to fix everything. You know? And that's why I don't mind when Trump invites Putin to the White House. Maybe this is the key. Maybe he's doing it right. I don't know. We need to get along with everybody. So when I'm at work and these millennials are saying, I would never, I would never even look at Ann. I'm like, you're to tell me if I bring Ann Coulter in here, who's a very nice person. Sure, her views are insane, but she's very nice when that's all done. Very nice person. Somebody you'd want to have a drink with, somebody you'd want to go out with. You wouldn't just shake her hand and say hello there. No way. No way. Well, that's no way to be. You know who I wouldn't do that to? Maybe Hitler. Or OJ. Again, I point out, those are the people, maybe I'd give them the, uh, you know, the handshake with, and then go into my hair, you know, what do you call that? And then just a total burn. Uh, That's why I was so Rudy Giuliani. Did that to Yasser Arafat. I couldn't have been happier. That stupid Palestinian fuck. And he comes into New York City and he's like, I'm not shaking hands with a terrorist. Are you guys out of your goddamn minds? That's somebody you don't shake their hands. A known terrorist. And everybody else was like, oh, it's so great. He's coming to New York. He's trying to mend relations. Fuck that guy. He set stuff back for years. But... I'm not treating Yasser Arafat and Ann Coulter the same way. You got to be fucking kidding me. And so that's the thing. You got to be friends with both sides. All right, so what I'm saying is everybody should do what I do. Everybody do what I do, and then we're going to be okay. This country's going to be all right. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm afraid of that caravan coming up from Mexico. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. How do we handle this? How do we handle this? They're all planning on coming in illegally. We're not supposed to be polite about this, right? You got to come in legally. I don't care if Mexicans come in, but you got to do it by the proper channels. So I don't know what the plan is, but it's a little scary. Uh, And I don't want bombs being sent to Democrats. Who's doing that? Some people are getting the wrong message. There is no reason to do that. We got to relax. Everybody's got to relax. I know the country's divided, but it can all work out. And I think I'm just the guy to do it. Don't you think? Me and the great Joe Jackson, obviously. This song really just puts everybody in a great mood, doesn't it? And you have to say to yourself, how can... I mean, this uh, 
This song was the brainchild for the site that I came up with called Hot Girls with Douchebags. Dot com? No? Pretty women at walking with gorillas down my street. With gorillas. That is great. Is that racist now? Can we not play this song anymore? Is it over? Well, this is how we're ending the show this week. Now, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. Look, I clap my head. What's happening, everybody? Come on. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great week. Where? Used to know. There goes Jamie. And so I am told. So I am told. Isn't that one of the lyrics of Spinal Tap? Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? All right, everybody. Listen. I think we had a great podcast today. We played a lot of fun clips. I didn't have anything prepared. We just went for it all. On really one of the final podcasts in the sense of you and me. We're going to have Rachel on next week. She's always fun. She makes a lot of fun of me. Everybody loves that. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love that? Nobody. Everybody loves that. I know, Mrs. Pilot, you will not be listening. You don't like when I have guests on, but what's the way I got to mix it up? And then the week after that, hello at the Comedy Cellar. And then, uh, you know, we'll, I don't know. We're going to have all this stuff going on. Thank God. It's been two months. Just you and me, which has been really fun and lots of a delight. We got to move on. We move on to November and finish out this 2018 in a, in a super style way. So thanks for listening, everybody, and have a happy Halloween and a wonderful week. And I will see you all next week here at the same time, the same podcast, The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. Everybody have a happy Halloween. Oh, and don't forget, the new adventures of, the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix start tonight. That's what I was planning on doing when I got home. Oh, 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 oh. that's made for Dave Juskow. Oh, what are you talking about? Little teenage witches? Hello. (laughs) Yes, I'm a pervert. So what? Grow up, everybody. That's going to be the greatest show ever. I hope the portrayal of Salem the Cat is good. That might make me get another cat again. I don't know. I don't know. That's our show, everybody. Let's uh, go out with... This is Joe Jackson. Is she really going out with her? Joe Jackson, everybody. I want to get to the ending. I want to sing again before we go out. Don't you? Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? Is she really going out All right, everybody. Good night. I'll see you next time on the podcast. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. Something going wrong around here Something going wrong around